I'm Kirby Falk, and this is the Kirby Method Podcast. This is the podcast for former athletes looking for something they love as much as their sport, whether it be a career, hobby, side gig, or new exercise routine. This is the Kirby Method Podcast, and I'm your host, Kirby. So before I jump in today's topic, I want to encourage you to check out coaching and events on kirbymethod.com. That's K-I-R-B-Y-M-E-T-H-O-D.com. So there you can learn more about, about the community that we've developed, how to join the community for free, and see, download different resources, courses, and ways to learn more. So in fact, actually, right now I'm taking signups for a Design Your Life one-on-one workshop pilot. So if you head to kirbymethod.com, you can learn more, sign up if you head to the courses tab. Today, we are talking about shooting. <laughs> so my title is Stop Shooting All Over Yourself. How do I differentiate between what I feel like I should do versus what I actually want to do or what actually serves me? And I thought this was a really interesting topic this week. So, you know, I think I just want to, I want to put it out there that it can be a real challenge in today's world to understand how to define success, you know, how to understand um, what I actually want to do or what actually serves me versus what I'm feeling pressure to do. Uh, with technology, you know, access to being online at all hours of the day, you know, increasing demands, you know, especially in Silicon Valley where I live, um, I personally, I feel a lot of pressure to do a lot of things. So to one, to kill it at work in my career, you know, at the same time, have my own side gig or company going to do yoga and hip hop spin classes several days a week, all while sleeping enough, you know, looking good, being thin, you know, finding my lifelong partner, uh, that's a lot. There's a lot of, I think, pressure in today's world to have it all together in every area of our life. Um, and now as I reach my 30s, I'm, I'm really, you know, better understanding the distinction between what I feel like I should do versus what I actually want to do or what actually is aligned with what serves me. Um, and I want to say it's not easy to differentiate between these two things between what I feel like I should do versus what serves me. Uh, growing up, or I'll, I'll tell you my theory, um, you know, growing up, we, we learn how to act, how to behave, how to interact by modeling what others are doing and listening to, looking up to parents, other adults, you know, our peers. And so we're really looking externally for cues on how we should act and what we should do. And I think this is further reinforced as an athlete because when you think about it, you are being evaluated, you know, all the time when you're performing at practice, uh, at games and competitions. And your success is really dependent on um, listening to what your coach, right, or, or those coaches in your life tell you, those evaluators tell you to do. Um, when they say you should be doing this, like you should um be working on your, um, you know, on your headers in the soccer game so you can score goal, more goals in the corner, get corner kicks. And here's, you know, the technique. Um, I think it's very much this idea of, of leaning externally or looking externally for what we should be doing 
is so reinforced in the athlete world because literally your success as an athlete um, or the definition of being a good athlete is, is following that external instruction. So today, you know, I want to talk about how do you develop tools or how do you get, you know, start moving away from looking externally or using those external cues that are now internal, right? <laughs> um, how do you, how do you move towards more understanding what serves you, not what you feel like you should do, but what serves you? Because at some point, you know, when we're looking externally and we're conditioned to look externally, that, that changes or shifts. So I want to offer that, you know, using those external cues can be helpful to build a foundation. Um, but we want to start developing our own internal compass on what actually serves us and what we actually want to do. So when I think about some concrete tools to help you untangle, you know, kind of what you think you should do or what you're feeling pressure to do versus what actually serves you um, and aligns with yourself, um, you know, I want to walk through some of those tools that you can use. So one is writing down your life and work views. So this is journaling. And I think journaling is a fantastic tool um, to use in general for a lot of things. But I want you to journal about, and I'll get into it in a minute here, but what's important to you. Um, journal about like what, what, what does life mean? What's the purpose of life? You know, what does work mean? What's the purpose of work? We're getting pretty... Um, pretty up there um, and out there, but I want you to think about it. Um, so we'll, we'll use that as one tool that I'll dive into here in a second. The second one is I want you to keep, uh, or I want to offer you the opportunity uh, to keep a, an, an energy journal for a few weeks. So again, I'll walk more into, I'll walk more in detail on this, but it's a journal that helps you observe and identify, you know, of my day-to-day -day activities, which ones give me a lot of, um, energy uh, and get in the flow versus what's when, which ones drain it. And then thirdly, the third tool I want to offer is, you know, practice accessing your heart and your higher self for guidance. So there's three things I'm going to walk through today. So the first one is life and work views. Um, so this is an exercise that's taken and adapted from the Sanford D school design thinking. Um, so Bill Burnett and Dave Evans um, put, to put together this exercise and used with a lot of different people. Um, so I want you to take, you know, 15 to 20 minutes to write down what's meaningful for you in life and in work. Um, from there, you know, we can really start to understand our values and really start to identify, you know, a general direction towards a, you know, a North Star to work towards. So we're not trying to perfectly plan out our lives uh, because, you know, when you try to control things to the nth degree, that's not the direction we want to work towards. Um, and we know that life never goes as quite as planned, but there is like a, you know, a general direction, right. That we can work towards and head towards in our day to day. So think about, here's some, here a couple example questions. Um, this is something that we'll do in more, um, depth, uh, in the workshop. But, you know, a few questions to think about, you know, you know, what's, when we think about, we'll start with the life view. Um, so like questions like, why are we here? You know, what is the purpose of my life? Um, how do I, you know, what's the purpose of, you know, interacting with others and individuals? You know, do I believe in a higher power? How does that higher power impact my life? 
Um, you know, where does my family or my friends or my neighbors and uh, the country, um, where does that all fit in? So those are some questions to think about um, from a life view perspective. And I encourage you to take some time, you know, take 10 minutes, write it out. Uh, and then, and then they write down your work view. So and a few questions to think about for your work view is, you know, what's work for, you know, what does work even mean to me? Uh, how is money related? You know, what about, how is growth related to work purpose and fulfillment? Um, it, what is good or work while worthwhile work? And again, like these are questions taken and some adapted, you know, from, um, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans at the Stanford D school. So, they can be really helpful in um, better understanding, like, you know, your life and work views. And just kind of an example of, of when I went through this exercise, what mine looked like. So, you know, for example, like in my, in my life view, you know, I'm here to play in the playground of life. I'm here to connect with others and nature and feel compassion and love and, you know, the physical sensations of emotions and thoughts and experiences and I'm here to make an impact by helping others, you know, to follow creativity, um, to unlock health and fulfillment for others. I'm here to have fun, to be silly, to laugh, uh, to love unconditionally, um, to grow and evolve. And for me, you know, good is working to be aligned in what serves me and understanding that, um, and I fully believe, you know, life is full of contrast. You know, half half a life is going to be the tough stuff. <laughs> uh, but if, it's, if half a life is going to be the tough stuff, as Brooke Castillo would say, then why not go for it? So that's an example of like my some, something you could write around or what I guess my life view um, is. And if you think about your work view, you know, some things I wrote down is, you know, work to serve and help others think and work through problems and opportunities um, to make an impact, to create a wave in a real way. I want to work with a team to collaborate. I want to, you know, evolve and change as a human by learning new skills, identifying passion areas and what gives me fulfillment. Uh, work is inspiring to me. Uh, for me, you know, money puts some value on my work, but doesn't define how important that work is to me. Um, so those are some examples of things you can walk through. So I don't want to get too far into it, but Write down your own work and life views. I think it's very interesting um, what comes up. So then, you know, when you're done with that exercise, I encourage you to think about what are some things that you aren't sure that you want to do, but then you feel like you should do. And really put yourself in the, you know, observer category here. Um, you're almost like a third-party observer, like you're a researcher, you're curious into your own life, you know? Like, what are some things? Like, no judgment, like... Just what are some things that maybe I'm not sure if I really want to do or that really serve me, but I may feel pressure um, to do. Like uh, it could be, you know, for for me, like an example would be, you know, working for some big name tech company in, in the Silicon Valley in the Bay or like living in San Francisco because that's where fast growing careers happen or, you know, everyone, everyone who's anyone lives, right? Um, so those are some things that I thought about. I'm not sure, like, is this really something that serves me or is this something that I feel pressure to do? So that's exercise number one. Um, the second one is I want to encourage you or offer you the opportunity to, to keep a journal for a few weeks. So thinking at least three weeks here, 
where you can record different activities throughout the day and your energy level when closing out or completing the activity. So um, again, the Stanford D School, you know, has a version of this journal as well. Um, and this is an iteration on that based on what I've seen work well um, with myself and other folks. So um, I really want you to think about, and you know, when you're writing down in this, in this energy journal, um, an activity, so let's say like, you know, I'm going to a 60-minute yoga class and afterwards I just feel, you know, very revitalized and I feel very energy. Like rank that energy on a scale of, you know, negative five to five. Rate, it, rate each activity. Um, and those activities could be answering the phone at work. They could be client calls. They could be yoga. They could be eating lunch at my desk. They could be watching a movie. You know, as you go through these exercises, the first, you know, week or two, you'll be able to dig into more detail to really hone in um, and start to get more specific around, oh, well, when I have client calls with clients that I feel um, that are newer clients that I don't feel as comfortable with, I notice that my energy level is lower, but when they're clients I feel really comfortable with, they actually, you know, come out more energized than not. And I apologize if you hear sirens in the background. Um, we have a fire truck going right by. But... Um, Anyway, so I want you to kind of think about, you know, where is that, how do I feel, you know, at the completion of that activity, like where's my energy level, like negative five to five. And also noting too, some of those activities that you're literally in the flow, which is a really exciting place to be. So, you know, your energy and engagement are really high, things are just clicking and rolling. Um, for me, like sometimes a lot of times it can happen like mid yoga class or when I'm consulting one with a client to help them brainstorm towards achieving those week's goals, um, you know, organizing and, and being part of, you know, one of Kirby Method's community dinners, uh, those activities, you know, I literally come out of with more energy than when I started. Uh, and one question I just want to offer to you, and I think, you know, um, Bill Burnett and Dave Evans talk about this, you know, what if we could design a day where we finish the day with more energy than we started? Like, think about that. That's incredible, right? Um, that's what I'm aiming for. I'm going big. <laughs> so, you know, by understanding which activities give me energy versus deplete my energy, I can gradually kind of craft my days to incorporate more feel-good activities and less not so good, feel-so-good activities, right? And this is like, you know, a year, year, two, three, four, five process, right? It's going to be an ongoing process, um, but it's really interesting to think about. So, uh, for your energy journal, I encourage you, you know, write down those activities uh, for a couple weeks. And then after, after a couple weeks, after three weeks or so, I encourage you to reflect for 15 minutes or so on what you're noticing on your energy journal. So are there trends you're seeing, activities that consistently deplete your energy? Are there activities that consistently increase your energy? You know, can you get more detailed um, or uh, nuanced on the activities that you're noting? Um, it doesn't have to be necessarily even an everyday thing. Um, it can be a couple of times a week that you're taking note of different activities, but I find it can be really helpful. So, you know, just doing these two steps, like one and two here, we talk about the work and life views as well as this energy journal. Um, they're really big steps to understanding what gives you energy, what makes you happy and what really serves you, which is what we're trying to get towards here, right? Is understanding the difference between what I feel like I should do, um, versus what actually is going to serve me. So, you know, 
after these first two steps, I encourage you, you know, after this, you know, reflect on some shifts you could make in the day to day, be creative, you know, incorporate more energy activities in there. So, you know, you can think super high level too. like pretend anything's possible. Like if you could design your typical weekday, however you wanted to, how would you do it? Um, you know, for me, you know, I'm usually in the creative zone in the morning. So my ideal day is I'd love to wake up, I meditate, have breakfast with my tea latte, knock out some work, um, and, you know, then break for like a fun exercise class like yoga or spin class or, um, hit or swim, um, then eat lunch and, you know, that's how I'd start to structure my day. So I want you to think about that and like after you've gone through some of these exercises you know what are some changes if you let's you know pretend anything's possible like what would you do um so that's one and two the third option i want to offer today is a little bit more as i call woo woo than the other two um and this one you know i really encourage you to practice on how to find your inner guru so you know for me, I met my 80-year-old self. I was working with a life coach, and I met my 80-year-old self. And that image and that story really resonates with me. So that 80-year-old self is really my guru. And I'm starting to incorporate, you know, when I have moments of like, well, should I do this? Should I not? Should I have this coffee chat with this person? Should I not? Should I take this online course? Should I not? Um, I'm practicing engaging with my... 80 year old self. So I have kind of a visualization and meditation that I do where I'm able to access her and ask her. And it's pretty interesting um, what comes up for me. And I feel very solid um, in her answers. So I'd encourage you to start meditating and how to get there. So meditate. You know, I love um, Tara Brock's guided meditations. You can check them out for free on the Dharma Seed app. Um, it's a great way to access your heart, you know, asking your guru what serves you and for guidance. And, you know, as I mentioned, I now ask my eight-year-old self, uh, my guru for advice and guidance all the time. So, um, I just encourage you to, to start meditating and finding just a couple minutes a day, it could be even less than that. And trying to really just like practice accessing like your heart and like what really serves you. Another question you can ask yourself that's a little less woo-woo that uh, works really well with clients that I work with, um, particularly um, uh, in health coaching, is around, you know, if you say, well, you know, what do you think? And, you know, the client would say, uh, you know, I don't know. And then my response is, well, what if you did know? And then that's usually when we get somewhere. So it's ask yourself, what what if I did know, you know? So um, I hope these three tools have been helpful. So we talk about work-life views. We talk about um, keeping an energy journal um, and then trying some meditation and accessing that guru, like, you know, what if I did know? Uh, I think it's really hard and knowing that it's not an exact science to figure out, you know, differentiate what I feel like I should do versus what really serves me. It's not going to be total black and white exact science. Um, but these are some tools that I've really used um, and others have really used that have helped um, in helping navigate that. So uh, thanks for listening to episode number two. And I hope everyone 
has a great rest of the week. Thank you.